Hello, hello, hello. We spend a lot of time in this podcast talking about the ways that social media is bad for us and the ways that it also makes us feel bad. But there are upsides. We know that. And I get good things out of it every single day. One of the best things I get out of it is that I get to connect with listeners. So many of you DM me and email me and also stop me in person at places like Jurassic World Live in Allentown to tell me that you love the podcast. And I fucking love that. If you see me on the street, grab me. Grab me and tell me you listen, because everyone likes to be told that people like the things they make and the things that they do. I love it. I do. I really do. Now, this is part of our January series that is probably going to bleed over into February because we've had so much trad wife news. It's our series on how to make social media work for you, how to make your resolutions like actually come to fruition by using social media for good. And a lot of you have told me on the Instagram that one of your resolutions or intentions for this year was to start writing. And it's writing all kinds of different things. Some of you want to start a newsletter, some of you want to write a screenplay, or want to write more poetry, or a book, a novel, or a memoir, and you've been asking me for advice. Now, I, I have a lot of advice, and I write about it in the Substack over the influence, which, by the way, don't forget, you get a free lifetime subscription to when you order The Sicilian Inheritance and send me the receipt. Can't stop, won't stop. I'm a marketing monster. Guys, I printed out flyers for the Sicilian Inheritance with QR codes, and I'm putting them on the back of bathroom doors in bars. How is that for some guerrilla marketing? Yeah, yeah, you sit down to poop, and you see your new favorite book, The Sicilian Inheritance, and you order it right there because everyone has their phone in the bathroom. Yeah, it's gross, and also I think it might work. So pre-order early and often the Sicilian Inheritance is going to be your new favorite book. That is today's today's Sicilian Inheritance plug. Sorry, not sorry. Love you all. Anyway, I want to help you write more. I do. I do. And so today I'm having on Jamie Attenberg, who wrote the book 1000 Words and who has the Substack Craft Talk, both of which are about how you can get down and get started writing how you can keep writing, and how you can be a great member of the literary community. Jamie is a New York Times bestselling author, and she's just a total badass. This book and Jamie's Substack Craft Talk were actually born out of social media. Five years ago, she started encouraging people to do hashtag 1,000 words of summer, where people just sat down and wrote 1,000 words. And through that, she got to meet some really cool people, and they all got some writing done, and for two weeks out of the year, they all felt a little less alone in the writing world. And then it just got bigger and bigger because social media can be good for community. And now, A Thousand Words is a book. I actually gave it away on the Substack this weekend. So many of you wanted it. It's a great book. Go grab it. Luckily, I have this podcast. And so I can call up authors and cool people and say, hey, come on my show and tell my audience all of your secrets. And okay, not if not all of your secrets, come on and talk to us about writing and all of the amazing things that you've learned and put in this book. So I did that. I just, I, I called up Jamie. And here's our conversation about how to get started writing, how to keep writing, and how to be in community with other writers. Hi. Hi. On this podcast, we talk a lot about how 
social media and the internet is driving us all insane. But I do think that there are some real things of value and wonderful things that we can get out of social media. One of them is community. And your book, your new brilliant book that I have bought for so many people who are writers and who want to be writers, was really born um, out of out of social media in a way. Can you explain that to me? I think it was 2018, a friend of mine who was a writer here in New Orleans and I were trying to figure out how to get some momentum on our projects that we were working on. And she's a teacher, so she really has to do a lot of her work in the summertime. And, um, and so I was like, well, let's just do like a boot camp, like do a thousand words a day for a couple of weeks. And, and I find that if you just sit there and show up for yourself and keep doing the work, something, something good comes out of it. You know, being generative is, even if it's very messy, is, is very helpful. And then I, I tweeted about it because um, I tweet about lots of things and I'm a you know, fairly online person. And I said that I was going to do this. And then all these people who followed me said that they wanted to do it too. And I just thought, all right, I'll start a little newsletter that people can sign up for and I'll send everybody little notes to be helpful. And then it just sort of evolved in a really organic kind of way, which is you know my favorite way for things to happen on the internet. I feel like when people plan things, it almost never works out the way that they want them to. Um, and so I, uh, I asked some of my writer friends to write little notes too. And that was sort of how the first summer of A Thousand Words of Summer started. And uh, I think we had 200 people that signed up the first day and then 2000 people by the end of that first year. And then I just did it once a, once a year, you know, for like five years in a row. And every year it, it doubled. So it was like 2,000 the first year, 5,000 the next year, 10,000, 15,000. And now we're at, you know, we're going to close in probably at 40,000 for this summer. And we all just keep doing it, keep showing up for it. And uh, there's an incredible community that's come out of it and people come back year after year. It's just, it's just a really lovely experience. And now that I have this book out and I've been able to tour from it, I've been able to meet a lot of people in person. And that has just been... Very heartwarming and rewarding. Yeah, because I'm, being a writer it is lonely and getting out there and getting to fill your cup with other people, it really, it, it always warms my cold, dark heart, I have yeah. to say. It, <laughs> it does. And you're so right. When you plan to do things on the internet, it, it never goes well. It, it just, it's the serendipity, I think, that brings community together. And I think you just, you tapped into something so primal in people that we want to write, but we also want to be in community. And a thousand words made people feel like they were in community. It really did create a community. And I think that's what all writers need. It's really, it's really nice. Even if it's just somebody to check in with, you know, once a day and say, this is how many words that I did this day, which is event, which is really like how the community kind of evolved is that we would check in with each other online at the end of the day and say, you know, hashtag a thousand words of summer. I wrote 900 words today. I didn't quite get there. Or I wrote 1500. I was on fire. Or, you know, I'm so distracted today. And then people can say, that's okay. <laughs> it's okay to be distracted. We all get distracted. So all of these, you know, kind of lessons started to emerge from it. And I eventually turned it into a weekly newsletter. But for the first, I think, four years or something, I, I really, or three years maybe, I just had it once a year because I hate it when people, email you for something that you didn't sign up for. And I, it's free for everyone, which is really 
important to me because I didn't, you know, I, I talk a, a lot about, have talked a lot about this, but I didn't go to graduate school and I didn't really have a direct path after graduating from college to understanding how to become a writer, which I don't even know if there is a direct path, but graduate school sort of teaches you that. And I think that there's sort of this feeling amongst writers that if they don't take that path, then they're not allowed in, that there's sort of a, you know, there's gatekeeping going on. And so I really want to, wanted to like create something that was available, welcoming, made people feel like they could, made people feel like they had a right, the right to be there. So it is, it's also a community that's born out of that accessibility. Yeah. And you have, you have made it so accessible. I, I didn't go to grad school for writing either. I went to grad school for journalism, uh, but not, uh, and I also say, I don't know how useful that was, but, uh, you know, not for writing novels, not for, for writing books. And I just kind of stumbled my way into it. So I think that accessibility is really important because we can't all monetarily afford to go to the MFA or afford it in terms of time. It is a long time commitment uh, to do to do those kinds of programs. It's it really is. I. You, you talk a lot about your word count and also the word count of a thousand words a day. But you also say it's different for everyone. Mine, mine is usually around a thousand. And my best advice that I give to people who want to be writers is it's so much about showing up and just putting your butt in the seat and that it's the muscle that you just you do it every day. And it's not the number of words necessarily. So it's not about the thousand words, right? But it's about the act of showing up. Yeah, in the in the book and in life also, I talk about the idea of a good day's work. So a thousand words was what we started out with because that is also what I use. Um, and I I say a thousand because you can if you're if you're able to have the time free it, um, and to be able to be focused on it within three to six months, you can get an extremely messy rough draft if you're doing five days a week of a thousand words a day, you know, allowing for life to get in the way. And then you have another six months to revise it. I have a book that comes out usually once every two years, and that's the schedule that I keep myself on. But as this project has evolved, all kinds of writers have shown up. And so there's, you know, on the one hand, there's people who are like, I'm just starting. I'm just figuring it out. I, I, I love writing, but I don't know very much about it. And so a thousand words a day seems daunting to them. And so I say, you know, you know, you know what it's like to sit down and, and work hard for that day. So maybe it's 250 or 500 words a day. It's really about showing up. Also, we have all different kinds of genres that are showing up. So there are people mm. who write poetry There's people and who say, I'm just going to write a poem, poem a day. There's people who write screenplays. There's people who do science writing, which involves a lot of research, for example, or different other kinds of journalistic projects. There's people who are editing. They use that time really just to edit something that's already written. And so that's not, you know, a thousand words as a metaphor doesn't really apply to them, but they know what it's like to sit down and really say, I got a lot, I got a lot done today. So that, that for me is a thousand words is really the metaphor of a good day's work. Yeah, I totally agree. And you say in the work that a thousand words, it, it's more than that. And this is exactly what you just said. It's a good day's work, a meetable goal, a step towards finishing the project, and a simple metric for creative output, which is something that you can't really measure. And you, you have yeah. to create a way to measure it. That's right. Every, it's, it's really different for everybody. But it's, again, it's that idea that like every day or five days a week, or maybe it's two days a week and that's all you can do. Um, 
if you're not, you know, year round kind of thing, there's plenty of people, you know, just having been on tour where other people were like, I work 40 hours a week. I have kids. Like, how do I, how do I find that time? I actually did this great interview with um, NPR's 1A show recently. And it was me and Isaac Fitzgerald and Disha Filia. And they were talking to, they asked Disha about um, how she managed to finish her book. It took her 10 years. Uh, she wrote that wonderful book, The Secret Lives of Church Ladies. It took her 10 years to write it. She had four kids. And she said that one of the things um, that's helpful to think about is sometimes you're going to disappoint people. Like maybe you're not going to go out on a Friday night. Maybe you're going to stay home and work. You know what I mean? So it's, um, it's really about um, carving out that time, carving out that regular space, saying to yourself, this is the thing that I want. This is the kind of writer I want to be. This is the kind of project that I want to do. And, and just showing up and doing it. Yeah, just, just getting, getting yourself in that chair. Time for a quick break. When we get back, we'll dive into why Jamie's chosen to devote her life to writing. And also, how to be a good writing citizen in the world. You, you talk a lot, too, about why you choose to write and, and, and why you've committed your life to this. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Well, it is, it is like the best way that I know how to communicate with the world. It is, it's really important to me in that way. Um, it is um, fun for me. I've always written. I've always told little stories to myself. Even when I was a little kid, I was writing little stories for myself. It is, so it's, it's joyful, it's pleasurable, it feels necessary to me. It feels like things don't really exist unless I write them down and process them in some way. I also have someone who um, has anxiety and it helps me to contend with my anxiety. If I can write things down, then I can, you know, assess my feelings, calm down. It's very soothing to me to do it. So there's, there's so many reasons why I write. I think, it can, I think on the one hand, it can be vastly different for, for so many people. But at, at the same time, I think that most people at their core just really love it. Yeah, and I, I agree. I mean, I feel like I choose to write because I have something to say, because I have these stories inside me, because I make sense of the world by reporting it. And otherwise, I can't. I can't process it. Uh, and also, yes, 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 the anxiety. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm so curious if we took a poll of, of writers of how many of us have anxiety, I think it would probably be at, at a solid somewhere in the 90%. Yeah, a lot of us. A lot of us do. A lot of us do. I mean, go to any book party and you'll see it in action. So, <laughs> Truth, truth. Actually, Glynis McNichol uh, told me she was just at your book party uh, where she ran into Isaac Fitzgerald and they... They were, um, you know, just singing your praises and also everyone was talking about anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. I, I feel like I have less anxiety now that I know that I, that that's what it is mm -hmm. that I have, you know, like I'm sort of take more, I learn how to take more steps to manage it. And I also have an understanding that of what writing can do for me and that if there, when things really feel like at their most chaotic, if I can somehow carve out that time to sit, by, you know, with my journal by myself, then I know that. I know that it's going to sort of steady me in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, it, it is the writing for me. It's also the Zoloft, let's be honest. Love my Zoloft, <laughs> one and a half pills I take every day. And, uh, <laughs> and the sense, also my word count for me 
is that it get, it does give you some semblance of control. And you write that in here too. You say that writing these thousand words is an attempt to achieve a small semblance of control in our lives. To sit down and write is an act of grasping at a stable, realized moment in the whir of existence. Hmm. Did I write that? That sounds nice. Um, Doesn't that sound nice? Oh I love it when people. I love it when people <laughs> read things I wrote to me. I'm like, that's nice. Yeah, yeah that's meaningful. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really, it's really all true. It's really, and um, and I would say also, you, I think you started this conversation talking about being online, and that is a really chaotic space that a lot of people I know we're all kind of stuck in it, you know, one way or another. Or, you know, if it's part of our job, like to me, I feel like it's part of my job to be online, not just because I've created this community, but because when you have a book come out, you know, you have to spend X amount of time online promoting it. Um, and, but also I, I like to be online and I like to figure out positive ways to be there. I still believe in it. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I still think, mm -hmm. I still think you can, I, I mean, I have living proof that like, um, that you can make, you can make good things out of it. But I think that like the kind of writing that a lot of people do online is not as fully, it's not as helpful as the writing that you can do in real life for yourself. Like, I don't know if it's, I just don't, I just think it's, there's something like a, a little bit triggery at this point about being online. And, um, and we're, we're so used to just hitting send. Whereas I think that when you do kind of long form stuff for yourself, for example, you're, it's more contemplated, it's more thoughtful, it's, it's more fully realized. I'm not saying you don't do online writing. I'm, I'm always going to do it. And it's part of the spectrum of who I am as a writer. But I think that this other kind of writing is, is one that's going to be always be much more helpful to me. Yeah. And it's different. It is different when you have something that you're just kind of incubating on your own versus dashing something off or, or something even that you know you're going to hit send in a few days versus something that you're not going to send for six months to a year. It is a different, I think it's a different part of your brain. It, it really is. I mean, just it, like, you know, the handwriting uses a different part of your brain versus typing. So I I always handwrite first before I um, no really you yes. hand you handwrite I handwrite usually in the mornings and then I'll type it when I'm doing my thousand words and then I'll type it up and, and later in the day so it's almost like a one point five draft do you know what I mean yeah because yeah. there's like that roughness to it but also I feel freer and more experimental when I'm handwriting and I'm a lot, I'm messier. And I think that there's, and I'm allowed to make mistakes, but also that means I can travel down paths that I might not consider if I were typing. And mm -hmm. then when I type, there's an instinct always to want to make it perfect. And I think when we want to make it perfect, I think that's great. I think that's like, a, a you know, something to shoot for. That's an, that's an achievement, but then you're, then there's sort of, it's sort of finished. It has a more finished feel to it. And I'm, I'm in it for the play. I'm in it for the experimentation. Mm -hmm. I think that's where the magic happens. I'm not a woo-woo person about pretty much anything in the world, except for <laughs> that you know, magic does happen when you're writing. Characters talk to you. Stories come to you. But only if you're kind of in that state of play. I do not handwrite, but I'm fascinated by people who handwrite. Like I think that this is something I would like to try on my next novel, but I, 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 want, I want to get in the weeds for just one second. What do you write on and what do you write with? Wait, I was just going to ask you, though, do you write in a journal? Do you handwrite in a journal? I don't. I don't oh. journal either. Mm -mm. No, I, I know. Try this it. Is... Just try it. 
You're not wrong. You are not wrong. The only journal. I send you a journal. I can buy you a journal. I'm not going to make you buy me a journal. Um, But if you want to recommend one that you love, I will order it right now. And the only, this is, this speaks to where my head has been for seven years. The only handwriting I have done is in my, I have those little one line a day books for my three kids and I've written in their books, but I haven't written for me. And I think that that says a lot about me. You're busy. Right now. Yeah, well, also what what and who I've been prioritizing, and now maybe it is time to make a shift. I mean, I don't know you, but yes. <laughs> I mean, it's just therapy. This podcast is just therapy for me, therapy yes. for listeners, therapy for guests. It's just putting it putting it all out there. I love a, I love a shift. Um, I you know I always go to um, jetpens.com. That's where I buy my pens. That's where I I, sh- w- I would love for them to. Um, how do I get sponsored by JetPens.com? Um, oh, okay. But, uh, uh, we can make that happen. We can manifest yeah, that shit. Like, I okay, think, JetPens.com. I think every writer wants to be sponsored by JetPens.com. But um, I'm just look- looking at my journal that I have that I got. From- so I I buy like lots of different kinds, but I like um, ones with like graph paper the best because I don't know why. But I just do. Um, I find it like less intimidating. And um, I'm looking at it. It's it's called Kokuyuo. I'm not going to like pronounce it right. It's um, K-O-K-U-Y-O is the brand, but it's got like a plastic cover to it. It's got like these, you know, like there's a little tint to the um, the ring, you know, it's, it's got a little ring in it. Um, and I don't know, it's like sort of stylish and chic and it makes me feel feel cool when I'm using it. But I oh. like all, all kinds of sizes. I'll, I'll buy it with my travel doll. I'll buy like a you know, notebooks from the museums, things like that. So I have like stacks of notebooks that are always at the ready. Sometimes if I feel like a friend of mine is feeling blue, like a creative friend, I'll send them notebooks. I actually just sent Isaac Fitzgerald, who was not feeling blue, but I just sent him actually a couple of notebooks because he's, you know, starting writing on his new project. And so I think that's a great gift for a writer. Um, and, um, And I just, I don't know. I just like having them around. I'm not scared of the empty page. I find it inviting and exciting. Which so many people are scared of the empty page. And so I think that that's that's just a nice thing to say, too, that it doesn't have to be scary and that by putting pen to paper, it's it's kind of a way to get over that fear. It's for you. It's for you. Like you were saying, I need to shift things a little bit. It's, you know, and who who the you know, who you've been doing things for. Right. It's it's your little it's your time with yourself. I just did a work shop. I don't really do a lot of workshops, but on this book tour, I've been doing write alongs, which has been really oh. lovely. What and what are those? I did one actually. I did one in Brooklyn. I did one at the Center for Fiction. Um, it's just uh, I talk a little bit about the book, but mostly I give writing prompts, and then we oh. sit there and write together. And it there is something really incredible about fifty people in a room sitting together writing quietly. And it really is, um, and I mean this in the best possible way, but it can, it's, it's a little bit confrontational, right? Because you mm-hmm. feel like you have to. Um, and, um, but I did, I did one, but I guess if you sign up for it, you want it. You know what I mean? I think you kind of know, you kind of know but, that. Um, yeah. Yes. But there was, I just did this workshop in um, Florida and this woman said, I'm here because I've not, I've really not, never written. She's a reader, I think. She's like, I really never written, but I, I think I want to. And she was, she's a little bit older than me. Maybe she was like in her 60s or something like that. 
and and she wanted tips on how to do it. And I was like, man, you just got to start. And so then when we, you know, I gave the writing prompts, she wrote so busily the entire time, both sessions, she wrote, and wrote, and wrote. And I was like that. I was like, now you're a writer, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like now, yeah, now that's, you're, now that's you're it. doing it. Yeah. And she was there like, there oh, you are. Learn something about myself from doing this. And so, yeah, it was, it's, it's really invigorating to see, to watch this happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I find reading the book very invigorating too, because it's great advice from you, but also from about 50 different writers and just yeah, kind of gathering that wisdom from so many people in different stages of their life. Like you have Liz Moore, who writes about writing while being quarantined with two kids. I think her and I were both going through that at the same time in Philly uh, with the same number of kids and also writers that are single and living alone. And there's just such a variety in here that I think every writer can find themselves. Yeah. Find somebody, find somebody in there. Yeah. I mean, I think that the things that I have to say in the book are very simple and, um, I, and I don't want to say repetitive, but it is really it is really just telling you kind of the story of like writing again and again and again. And but I, it's a motivational book and it's a self-help book. And that's kind of that's how those books kind of work. And hopefully I've like, you know, evolved, the you know, explode the process a little bit. So it's a little bit more than just repetitive. But it's really I've always thought that the, of the book as just a vessel for these wonderful writers and their letters because they're all vastly different kinds of writers. Their their voices are, you know, directly in there. They're directly talking to all of us. And um, I had the experience when I was putting the book together, well, actually trying to decide whether or not I wanted to put the book together because it wasn't really, it's not what I do. I'm a novelist. Mm-hmm. So yeah, writing this is this, different for you. It, it's really different. I mean, I have one memoir, but it, that's not the same thing as, as this at all. This has like always been kind of my side project, you know? Um, yeah. I, and so I, uh, I, what I did was I took all the letters that had been written by all these amazing authors over the years and I just dumped them all into a Word document. And I was like, let me just see what we have here. And, if, and, and is this a book or is this the beginning of a book? And I went through and I read, because it's different than like reading it in an email or reading it online, you know? Yeah, it's and, totally different. And I went through and I read them all and I felt supercharged by it. I mean, genuinely was so motivated after I read all of these letters and really felt like if it helped me and I'm the cheerleader, you know what I mean? I'm the motivator. Like who motivates the motivator? It's like these letters motivated me, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, this, is, this should be a book. I just wanted it to make something that would be really helpful. And then when I was writing the book, I had far less me in it. And then my editor was like, put a little, put more you in it. So I did put more me in it, but I really, so it, was, it sort of started out as like, oh, it's really going to be an anthology. And then it evolved into something more. Uh, but it's, it's really about these letters. I think they're very special. Well, I think the great thing, and this is, this is the kind of self-help book that I love. It's, it's a book that I can put it down and I can pick it up wherever I am and open it to any page, any page. And maybe I only have time to read one line. And yeah. that line is gonna gonna rattle around in my head and do something for me. Like I just, I mean, I've, I've got this on my lap right now. I've got a thousand words on my lap and just randomly opened it to Lauren Groff, who I love. I just finished Faster Wilds. Uh, it was so intense. Yeah. But, you know, and the first line of, of what Lauren wrote in here, 
What I would like for you to remember today is that your work is a living thing. It exists outside of you. It has hungers and fears and joys and lusts of its own. There's so much more in there, but I could also shut that, shut the book right now and be like, you know what? Yup. I just, I got what I needed. I got, I, I only had a couple of minutes and I could have scrolled Instagram or I could have read that. And now I feel really good about going back to my work. Yeah, that's really nice. Well, and she was so generous. Like she, she had written the letter the first year that I had this because she, if you ask her to do anything, she will say yes. And, and then when I was like, all right, I'm going to put this letter in the book. She said, I'm going to rewrite it. So it's actually <laughs> new, it's new material. Cause she's like, no, no, no. For this book, we need some, you know, because she'd sort of casually thrown it off the first time around and she was like, no, we have to make this like really special. So yeah, they're, they're all really, they're really great. They're really great people. They're great members of the community. They're great literary citizens. There's some, there's a, a little bit in the book about being um, a literary citizen, you know, a good literary citizen and being, um, asking for favors, giving favors. So I think it's, it's a really well-rounded look at like, how to, you know, being write, writing and being focused on all those kinds of things. But again, like how to be a, a positive member of, of this community and what it can mm -hmm. do for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. My, my one last question, and this is that you might not be able to answer this. Is there any, any advice in this book that you just like really personally took to heart? I know it's like saying, do you have a favorite child? Which I do actually. I mean, I won't say which one it is, but I like one of them better than the other ones. <laughs> Um, let's see. Well, the favorite thing that I wrote, um, was this chap, this section called the ship, which i never, I didn't realize how, how I felt about it until I wrote it. And it was new for this book. And uh, so I, so that's for me, my, my favorite child for me. Um, it is hard for me to really pick which one is the best one. I will tell you that every year there is one letter, at least one letter that comes in from the, you know, the contributing authors that changes something in my writing that is like a game changer for me. And I, I know that um, Morgan Parker's letter, which she actually type wrote for us, um, and it shows up typewritten in the book and it's, it really makes, it feels like this artifact, which is wonderful. That, I remember that letter that, that year, um, there was a line in it about the, um, D, something about like re-centralizing her writing, you know, like really like instead of like making it like so cerebral, but instead just making it sort of sexy and fun and playful. And, and that it was like, I needed that to be, I needed to be reminded of that to have, to have more fun with my writing. So I like that letter, but I really like all of them. They're all so cool and they're all so different and, um, and, and all of them are full of heart. They are, they are. And I love it. Will you tell people where they can find you on the social medias? Yes, let's see. So uh, I, there is, if you search for Craft Talk and my name, Jamie Attenberg, you can find the news, newsletter very easily. You can sign up for it. It's free. Um, letters usually go out once a week, uh, year round. And then I don't know yet what the date is going to be this summer for it. Um, it's usually either last week of May, first week of June, or first two weeks of June. The reason why I don't know is because I am working on doing this write-along, another write-along in New York to launch A Thousand Words of Summer this year, where hopefully we can have a couple hundred people come and write together on the very first day of it. That is my dream. 
Oh my god, I, fun! I want to come. I'm kind of. I'm should, coming. You have to yeah. come. It's my dream. I I'm doing a lot. Of, I'm I'm doing a lot of managed growth with this project mm-hmm. because I don't really want it to be like uh, something that's. It's already so much, so many people, and I'm just trying to try things out very slowly and organically. And I've never done anything like this before on this like sort of grand scale. I'm a little bit nervous about it, but I know it's going to be great. So, um, so yeah, but that's something that I really want to do. Like, I really want to like, um, invite people in, in a, in a big way, at least for the first day. Uh, so anyway, you can go on, sign up for craft talk. Um, that's sort of the hub of information. And then, you know, I'm on Instagram and Twitter, my name, if you want to find me, you can say hi. (laughs) Great. And you can buy the, and you can buy the book anywhere. You can buy the book Sounds anywhere. Good. The book is everywhere. Yeah. It's all, in all of the places, all of the places where books live. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But we love the indie bookstores. We, so, they, you know, go to the done a nice. They've done a very nice job for me, the indie bookstores, and I love them and support them forever and ever. And it's a big love affair, me and the indies. That is all we've got for today. Follow Jamie in all of the places, buy her book, A Thousand Words. While you're at it, pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance. You will not be disappointed. You won't promise. And now I would love all of you to go do something nice for yourself. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to block all of the ballerina farm stands who are sending me about 10 nasty notes per hour. They send they send me the nastiest things. I... I put some of them on social media, but I can't put all of them. And and to be honest, they actually make me feel feel pretty bad. Uh, it's like I think she has an entire maybe a barn filled with her fans that just send nasty stuff to anyone who writes about her. I do, I do. So I'm gonna block all those people. But you do whatever nice thing will make you feel happy today. Talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.